Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Hey there, before we dive into this episode, I'm super excited to be sharing with you for the first time ever an introductory coaching offer that I've created to help hairstylists that are coming out of quarantine and feeling like they could have more in their life. And I have done this myself. I've taken a business that was 50 hours a week, five days a week, and I've condensed it down to three days a week. And I have so much more life to live and I want that for you. So if you've been getting the feeling and the itch that there's more and you want someone to come alongside you, I'm your girl. Head over to my website and check me out, lynnmaystudio.com backslash consulting. And if I think we're a good fit, I would love to move forward with a limited amount of stylists helping you guys to create the life you've always dreamed of. It probably involves making more money in less time and enjoying your life more, whatever that looks like for you. So head over, I'm here for you, and I want to connect. Now for today's episode. All right, so today we have Laura Simmons on the show. She is a hairstylist based in Texas. She's a business abundance mentor and the founder of Elevated Hairstylists. Today, Laura is joining me to have a conversation around what it is her journey has been and how quarantine has played a role in everywhere in her life. So, Laura, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking me to come on. This is very exciting. I love getting opportunity to share and talk and connect with other like-minded people like yourself. Yeah, totally. And I've been really, like, it's just funny how, like, you get just drawn to certain people on Instagram and like we we connected and then kind of just during quarantine, I felt super drawn to all the stories and the things and the work, that, the inner work you were doing because it's up my alley. And uh, I just am excited. I'm glad that we connected, but I'm also glad we waited to do the episode until this pandemic because I feel like you've not wasted this time. Can you tell us a little bit about like what you've been, what you've been doing? Absolutely. Um, and thank you for saying that, you know, it, wow. The pandemic really did a number on all of us. I can say personally, like I went through a lot of struggles. Um, you know, there was a lot of, in my opinion, for myself resistance initially, like this isn't ha- like, this isn't happening. We're going to go back to work mm-hmm. soon to then acceptance. And then, you know, the internal freak out of, okay, now what am I going to do? And just a lot of uncertainty. So, um, I'm, I'm blessed because I actually have a coach that I work with and she was a really big support system for me to continue the work that I do. So a little bit of background, as you mentioned, I am the founder of the elevated hairstylist, which I created, I want to say about two years ago now. And it was really out of a place of wanting to serve hairdressers and showing them their potential behind the chair as business women and men and in empowering them essentially through their business to create alignment so they can have this like amazing life and business um, that they've created on their own, whether they work for commission salons or work for themselves. And a lot of that stemmed from the fact that 
being a hairdresser was more for me than just being behind the chair and doing pretty hair. It was very, for me, empowering to learn the back end of business. And it's a piece that I love to talk about and help other hairstylists understand better. So they feel more confident moving into that aspect. And they are like, know how to run a business and know what's going on so they can be profitable and have their dream life and take those education classes and really pour back into themselves um, and stand confidently saying like, I'm a hairdresser. So with that being said, um, the quarantine was really interesting because I'm not going to lie. There was a piece of me that was like, how the heck am I going to show up? Like, how am I going to be this voice of empowerment in this very uncertain time? Because I felt uncertain and I really had to just trust what I call my, my highest self and my intuition and just show up and be positive and be empowering and share my vulnerability and share a different perspective of how to navigate COVID without leaning into the fear and what I call feeding the machine, because we, we all can feed the machine of fear and it can take us down a terrible, scary path in our minds that will literally just like be, um, what's what I'm looking for? Disabling to anything Mm -hmm. moving forward. Yeah, something you said that really, really connected for me was, I wish I understood the business when I worked in a commission salon, because I really didn't. And I think I knew what my goals were. But to think that I always like think to myself, I wish I could go back with the knowledge I have, and and show up in a commission salon in a really different way. Because, and I feel like experience is kind of how you learn. But I, I don't know. I feel like there's such an opportunity still for people in commission salons to understand that stuff and not to be like, it's not really my deal because I work here. It's like, no, you have your own business. A hundred and ten percent. And I will say, like, I started at a really structured commission salon, um, actually in Indianapolis. That's where I spent mm-hmm. a lot of my time growing up and growing in the career. And they taught us a lot. And at the time, I was probably like, this is stupid. I don't need to know this. Why are they teaching us these things? But Little did I know then that it was teaching me really strong fundamentals of learning about the business on the back end. Um, And those strategies that they taught us allowed me when I moved from Indianapolis to Dallas to really like restart my business with nothing to in about a year and a half, I was back to making what I had been making at my previous salon. And even from there, I grew into even a stronger six figured stylist. So commission stylists can do really well for themselves if they have a good structure within the salon and if they know how to work it, and if they're willing to take responsibility. Yeah, I totally agree. So yeah, so I know you'd have shown up positively, but I would say you've shown up a little more real and like kind of shown up showing some of the things you're doing. So like, for instance, I know you've talked to a couple like spiritual style kind of kind of healers. And so can you talk a little bit about Mm. that? Because I, like, I was like the day you posted those things, I was like, she didn't talk to one person. She's talked to two. Like, I'm like, that's just totally up my alley. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I think that's something that I'm getting more used to is sharing those vulnerable sides of myself. Um, I think I definitely lean into like the masculine the energy of like, go, 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 build, build, build. And I have such a yin and yang and I have spiritual healers. I have spiritual um, guides in my life that I do lean into for when I need guidance. Cause I think mm-hmm. we all need this from time to time. Um, and both these women are hairdressers and they also have other businesses, which is why I was so drawn to them. And one of them, um, for instance, 
Brittany Carmichael does tarot. Um, she's a spirit guide. She's a medium. She's a hairdresser. She has her own coaching business um, about self-love. And for me, I chose to work with her on one particular thing because I was really at a fork mm-hmm. in the road within my own like self. We'll put it that way. That I was like, what path do I take? And for me, when I lean into like people that are intuitive like that, it's really about them guiding you through your own thought process. Like there's things I was questioning and there's probably things I knew, but it was just getting confirmation and reassurance. Like your highest self is guiding you. We just like the, the, what I call like third dimension, like we're all in third dimension for the most part. We tend to question and we tend to let ego guide us more than we let our higher self guide us. So having somebody who is a spiritual guide can help you walk through those, those questions and those uncertain times with, more certainty and just knowing like, okay, I am on the right path. Um, they're not going to tell you anything that you don't already know. And they're not going to foretell your future. They're not going to tell you when, you know, what's to come, but they can help you with those sticking points for certain. And then the other girl, um, Allie Cop- Copeland, I believe is how you say her last name. She was just amazing Reiki master, um, energy healer. And again, just helps settle down just those uncertainty feelings. So for me, those tools are really important because these decisions that I was making within my business um, are really important. And I don't think you can self-counsel personally. I think it's really important to reach out to other people who can help you. Well, I would, I would think it's like helpful. And I know that, that there's people that do this for me. Like you're like, like you kind of get this, like, at least for me, like get this thing going in my head where I'm like, am I completely off base? Like, is what I'm telling myself is possible? Am I not like, I think I'm in my ego, but it's like to have someone be like, no, like you could do that right now. And you're like, I thought so. But then sometimes I get it going and I think like, who am I to do this? Or like the imposter syndrome, or is this my ego talking? And like, you have, like, that's what I think is so interesting about quarantine time is that like, we've literally been given this like white space of days to like have to sit in the uncomfortable, like, you know, like kind of the mess of it all and find the clarity of it. Because I, I totally feel what you're saying. And I think like, I try and find people that are like further down the road that I've kind of done things I want to do. And I look at them and I'm like, am I fucking off base? And if they're like, no, I'm like, God, I needed to hear that. Yeah. Yes. I I a hundred percent agree and echo that because like for me, like my ego shows up in ways of it being like self-sabotaging, like negative. Like, so you get this hit, you get this download that I call and you're like, wow, I'm super excited about this idea. And you see potential and you can actually see this panning out in a beautiful way. And then this creepy little negative ego comes in for me. And it's like, you can't do that. Um, who do you think you are to be doing this? And even honestly, when I show up in my coaching now in certain times and places, I'll have this little bitchy ego show up and, and start telling me things in the midst of me coaching other hairdressers, telling me like, who are you to be doing this? So it helps to have those people like, breathe their intuition and their light into you. So you're like, okay, like, no, like I need to stop listening to this inner bitch and I need to start focusing more on where my vision is. Um, well, it's like they like, like, they like see your heart, but they don't see all like the negative self-talk. So yeah. they're able to be like, this is what I'm seeing. And you're like, okay, that's real then. Okay. <laughs> so everything else in there is like, okay. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. I can ignore you now. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's so helpful to hear. Cause I feel like 
I have that too. And even when I will get asked to be on other people's podcasts and like sometimes people come on, they're like, I'm really nervous. And then I'll go on a podcast and I'm like, why are they having me on? Like before I start, like I, like I have this like thought in my head, it's happened to me multiple times. I'm like, this is what happens to some people when mm. they come on my show. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, before the episode starts, I'm like, I have nothing to share. Like, why would I, why would they have me on? And then the minute it starts, I'm like, thank you so much. I'm very passionate about what I hear you talk about. And it comes like through me. And I'm like, oh my God, like, don't listen to that little voice. Like let what's what's in you come through you. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really true. And, you know, I think just for anyone listening, if you are in a place of wanting to step into mentorship or a leadership role or a podcast or whatever it may be, like we all have magic to share. And even though there's times where we feel like our magic has been like dimmed, like, I've shared it all. I have nothing else to say. Like you always will have something to gift the other person. Um, and you will be given the exact words in that moment to do it. It always comes through a hundred percent. I love that. Well, and I think too, about how like, you, no one has your story. Like no one's gone through the things you've gone through. So like, if you really slow down enough to be like, no one has my exact road. So I do have something to share. Yeah. We all do. I mean, we all do. And, you know, that is one thing I focus really strongly on actually within the coaching group I'm hosting right now is just the authenticity and gaining confidence to share that, whatever that thing is within your story. Um, you know, whether it's pivoting business, which is a really big topic going on right now with a lot of people, mm-hmm. or whether it's wanting to like step out and be seen more on social media, like people are like, who am I? Like we all struggle with imposter syndrome yeah, there's always somebody watching who is looking up to you or who is inspired by you that like, even if it lands with one person, like then your mission is done. Like it doesn't have to be a million likes to be a success. And I think that we all have to redefine what success truly is to each one of us for what we're all working on individually. Cause, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but you can't compare where you are at in your journey to somebody else's. Cause they could be say 10 steps ahead of you and they've already gone through what you're actually going through right now. So you're on that same path. You're just at a different starting point. Yeah, no, that's so cool. And so what have you seen, like you were saying, like in the coaching group you're doing right now, like, would you say there's a, like a, a theme that you pull out from the group? Like you were saying about people finding the confidence, like that's maybe a theme you found, but is there something else like that you think like as an industry or as women or that you've noticed is like something that you feel like people, if they could just strengthen this or leave this limiting belief behind, like they could have it all. Oh, that's such a good question. Okay. So I don't know if it could be the answer to having it all. However, okay, yeah. Cause maybe that's, maybe that's shooting for the moon here, but yeah, I yeah. I had that answer. <laughs> I'd be making a lot of money then. Um, but when it comes to like, women empowerment within our industry, you know, I really, I do believe that comparisonitis is the one killer of everyone to the, for for what I can see, you know, everyone is worried about what the next person's doing and thinking they're not doing enough. And even behind the chair, like you're looking, if you're new starting out, you're looking at all these amazing hairdressers who've been doing it for 15 years and you're like, who am I? Right. So it's this comparisonitis thing that keeps showing up in all of our lives, especially as women, I think in the starts when we're really little too, just wanting to fit in and be liked. And the faster you can focus on your own goals and your own growth, 
and you defining what success feels like to you and then allowing that to guide your choices, you're going to get so laser focused on where your path is headed that you're not going to be focusing on what other people are doing. And you start to, your, your goal shift, your vision shifts, your success shifts. And then you start cheering on these people around you and not comparing yourself. So I really think it's about like releasing the expectations that we set for ourselves and focusing more on ourselves, like putting the, where the focus goes, you grow. Right. And so focusing Mm -hmm. on growing yourself, um, and then just having good mentors, like meaning like your file, you know, whoever that may be, it could be a boss, it could be a peer, but I I think it's just not being so focused on all the noise because it gets overwhelming. Yeah, no, as you were saying that, I was thinking about how when I was a young stylist and I like worked at a really high end commission salon, I never even dreamed up my own dreams. I looked around and I'm just wondering if it's human nature and the way our industry has, you know, been lined up for so long that I just looked around. I'm like, I want to be like them. I want clips on my sleeves. I want to see 14 people like he does. I want people to be excited to see me like they are to see him. Like, but I realized that like, And I think I'm wondering if this goes back to confidence and to having the confidence to like dream your own dreams, because I think for so long, like I got all of that, but they weren't, they weren't my, they wasn't my version of success. It wasn't my dream, but I got it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a fedora wearing clip on my sleeve gal now too. And, and and like parts of it were me because I loved the industry and I love having a goal, but parts of it weren't, you know, like, yeah. I never wore a fedora, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I agree with you. You know, I think it's important to be inspired, but not to copy. And it's hard. I think that that's something yeah. that comes with maturity. I, and I agree. I've done the same thing too. Um, you know, I think that confidence is like a muscle, for instance. You have to practice it. You have to lean into it. You have to, I know you people hate to say like, fake it till you make it. You really do have to like, become that version of yourself. That is your perception of being a peer to be confident. It's like become that person now before you actually feel it. And you'll start making choices that are aligned with who you are becoming. And then before you know it, you're like, Oh shit, I am this confident, high-performing stylist who I believe I want to be. And once you get there, then you can decide like, is this actually what is feeling good to me and aligned to me? Or do I want something a little bit different? Yeah. And giving yourself permission to have it be different than you thought it would be. Cause I think for so long, I was so like, I, I just had this like, kind of just like this shiny version of like what it looked like to be successful as a hairstylist. And I think I was so disappointed when it didn't feel the way I wanted it to feel. Yeah, And I think it just like, I didn't even, and then it was like, fuck, I haven't given myself permission to have this not be what I want. And so now it's like, you have to kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like, you have to kind of mourn the idea of like what you thought your life was going to be or what you thought it was going to look like. Because I can tell you right now, like I am getting the feelings I wanted from what I thought this like mainstream road would take me on, but it's not at all looking like what I thought it would look like. Yeah, that's a really good point. And that's actually something, and I'm finally understanding this. One of my very first coaches is I hired a life coach a few years ago, and she would always say, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? And mm-hmm. I would always get frustrated with that question. I'm like, what do you mean how I want to feel? I want to feel happy. Everyone's feel, everyone wants to be happy. But like, there's real deep emotions that we all are searching for and craving. And when you can learn to tap into those and then curate your life around that, 
And when obviously a feeling gets out of alignment, that's your warning signal to be like, okay, something's not working. What do you need to let go of? What do you need to release? So you can step back into this good feel, this feel good place. And you're right. It probably isn't what you visually see. It's probably a completely different life, but it's about how you feel and how you feel shows up in every aspect of your life in behind the chair with your family, um, with strangers. Like that's really what our goal should be is how do you want to feel? Yeah. And I totally didn't have the vocabulary. Like you said, I'd be like, I'm happy. I want to be happy. I want to feel good. I want like, it was just so like, like high level, like not very much depth to it. I didn't have access to those emotions or those feelings. I didn't, I didn't know. I just, I didn't, hadn't had like a low enough in my life to like snap out of it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's a lot of work. It still is work. I'm still working on that. Like I still haven't yet mastered that. And I don't think I'll ever will. I don't think anyone does, but I think you get better and you get more in tune and you start making choices that are better aligned. And that's, I think, cause I took such a powerful lesson from that and I'm still working on it is something that when I work with coaching students or even, even just on Instagram, just messaging people back and forth, yeah. really giving that message Cause it's not about the money. Like I used to be like, it's, you know, obviously everyone wants to be a six figured stylist. Like, but why, why do you want to do that? And what, what can be, what can come from it? And really is like, once you get to that place and like you said, you have the clips on your sleeve, you're triple booked, you have an assistant, <laughs> you're working like 80 hours a week. And you're like, is this what, is this, is this what happiness really feels like? And that's when you really have to like assess, like, what is it that I want? Yeah. And like, yeah, like, I feel like, like I was talking to a friend today on Instagram about how there's like, you actually like, there's grief in realizing what you thought you wanted isn't actually making you feel the way you want to feel because you have to let go of something then like, you have to let go of the idea of how your life would be or let go of, I don't know, I just, I was talking to this friend and she, I was just like, yeah, like, I feel like you're grieving. And she's like, I'm grieved. There's been a yeah. lot of grief. And I'm like, that's something we skip over or don't talk about. But I feel like that's kind of like, where the good stuff lies and it's like being messy and being like, I don't even know if I want to do this or, you know, cause I feel like in that is so much richness that like you've been avoiding. I don't know. I just think that's what's so cool about this time. Although it's been challenging, although it's been uncertain and it's like, but there's a lot of magic in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the letting go has been a very profound message that I've also been receiving and mm-hmm. I really suck at letting go. Like I realized this is something I struggle with. Um, I struggle with letting go of relationships. I struggle with letting go of um, my expectations. I struggle with letting go of goals that I had that I think I'm supposed to still be chasing, but they're not in alignment with where I'm going. Um, I really have, a, I mean, that's something I need to work on. And I realize that. And I do, I say this, allow yourself to be open to receiving more of that thing that you are needing. And sometimes that thing that you're needing isn't really the thing that you think you want. But again, like I'm very, I'm very spiritual. And, um, to me, like God really works in beautiful ways and God knows us far greater than we know ourselves. And he knows what we need. So when I let go of this like earthly thing that I'm holding on to with for dear life, but I finally let go of that, like you will be gifted so much great things on the other side of that. You just have to kind of learn to navigate through the discomfort in the midst of that like ugly spot to like receive more. Yeah. And I, I actually saw, um, on, um, one of the Instagrams I follow, she was talking about, she's got a podcast too. Um, 
Anyway, she was talking about the DISC test, which is like this like business kind of personality test. And she said like the most hairstylists um, were rated under like the stability one, which means like we're hard, we have a hard time changing. We're kind of like steady at ease. We, and I was thinking about how like, I so struggle with letting go. I so struggle. I stay longer. I I let things go on longer than they need to, because it's like, I don't want to let this person down and all these things. And like, I was just thinking like as an industry, I wonder if like we have, we're these constants in people's lives and we know that. And then we don't, honor the things we want and I I don't know I just feel like the letting go thing it's like I wonder as hairstylists as being people that can just show up for people through it all I feel like we got a free I could get out of jail free card with quarantine to be like is that really the job I want anymore like to, to like be this person that as everyone else's lives are evolving and changing that I keep showing up because I haven't given myself permission to do anything different and I And, you know, it's like, you're like weirdly this constant in people's life. So it's like, I'm just going to be this steady person because like the change is so uncomfortable and change is so hard for me, but it's always worth it. But I feel like that's, I wonder as hairstylists and we can get in these really bad ruts. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm just processing what you're saying. Um, Sometimes, well, you were saying before the episode that you need all the information to like kind of get the, get the story and connect to it. Whereas Mm -hmm. I like, I like out of my mouth, digest things. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So it might be hard to keep up. I need, I take so many personality tests and I always forget what I am on all of them. So I need to start writing things down. My memory, it fleets me more than it needs to, but yeah, like I'm definitely like, I'm going to absorb all the information and make a very calculated choice and decision, um, or opinion, whatever that may be. Yeah. So yeah, it takes sometimes time for me to really process things, um, before moving forward with anything and, and change is a hard thing for me. And I admire yeah. those people who make changes on the flip of a dime. They're like, yep. And I'm pivoting and I'm pivoting. I'm like, how do they do that so fast? Yeah. I'm like very slow and calculated. Um, which means for me, when that choice is made, it's made, it just takes time to, to, fig- actually, to get there. Yes. To get yeah. there. Yeah. So is there anything like as you go back into the salon that you're like taking from this time? I mean, I know you have been doing a lot of work on yourself even before this, but I actually you you've been back in the salon for a couple weeks. So yes. Yeah. What's it's, that been like? Man. Okay. So <laughs> it's interesting because going back to what you were just saying about quarantine and allowing ourselves to like feel this pivot, I as well, just like most people had reflection, had time to think about a pivot and what does that look like? And I've been really focused on this path of um, coaching, which I love. And you kind of get these grand ideas again, like your highest self's like giving these awesome downloads and you get excited. And then you're like, Oh snap, I got to go back. Granted, Texas had like two days to make a choice and we were back in the salon. So it was kind of getting, it was a quick flip of the switch before I got behind the chair and now after like two weeks, two and a half weeks of being behind the chair, um, you kind of get sucked back into like the normalcy. Like you're kind of like, crap, now I got to catch up with my clients. I got to get them all in. Um, I need to like abide by these new sanitation guidelines. Um, you know, and there's definitely just this overwhelming, I think your, your inner work, like all the inner work that most of us, or at least I should say for myself that I've been doing feels like it's kind of like confused now because there's this hustle that just got put in place of it. And now it's trying Mm -hmm. to figure out this great divide of how do I 
create time to do all these things that I have been working on for eight weeks. Now it's on the back burner. Um, so it's, I think just emotionally, it's been hard. A lot of clients are like, how are you doing? Are you tired? And I'm like, well, I think my brain's more tired than anything else because it's trying to work extra hard on doing all these extra things that I'm passionate about doing. Um, and just really figuring out where does that fall into alignment with the business being in the salon. Yeah, I think it's so easy. And I think for without knowing it for like at least 12 years, I kind of let the distraction of being busy at work kind of, I don't know, like I never knowingly used it as an excuse not to pursue other things, but I could see I now having the perspective I have, how you could like, and me going back in the salon like that. I think that's what I'm afraid of. What you're saying, like, is like a coming up for you is like, oh my gosh, like I have other passions. I have other things like they could be hair related, but that I'm really into. And like, I think that so many people listening are going to connect to that because I think that that is like, maybe in a nutshell, what so many people are going to struggle with. Yes. And you know what? I've actually gotten a lot of messages from stylists saying just that. So I've been very transparent with getting back in a salon and the overwhelm and the things that are happening um, and my frustrations. And they're saying, this is why I'm afraid to go back. Like there's actually styles that are are not going back immediately. Like they're giving themselves extra few weeks before they are, are jumping back in because they're like, I'm not ready to let go of these things that I'm passionate that I didn't realize I was passionate about until I started doing them until I had time to start focusing on other things. And this is like the great test in my opinion. Like we are all being shown one, how much time we really have. And two, how are we going to uh, separate our time now, you know, and not fall back into the old ways of doing things. Cause clearly the old ways of doing things weren't allowing these new ideas to come through. So we all were given this amazing gift of time. And then now we're having to really figure out and navigate, like how do we balance these things moving forward? Yeah. And what needs to change as an industry or, and that's kind of what I'm into too. Like maybe you don't have the courage to do it for yourself, but every time you make a decision that like will empower future hairstylists, I feel like you got to do it. If you love this industry, because the, the way that you're talking about, like what you're saying, it's like, that's so like, I feel like you're talking from my heart. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. Well, this is where we connect so deeply. And I think that yeah. this is the beautiful thing about what we get to do. And, and this is something I honestly took me a long time to understand is that going back to the, the redefinition of success, it's not again, just about the hustle and the money. Like it is about creating this alignment and you get a choice in that and you can still be what they consider a high performing, high paying stylist have this amazing schedule that works for you, not for your clients or for all the people. We'll put it that mm-hmm. way. Your ideal clients will fit into it. And then you also get a way to be in the industry in a unique way, like what you do with podcasting and then what other people do within creating like amazing workshops and, you know, in-person and virtual types of trainings. Like there are so many ways to give back into our industry that allows you to not only be lucrative, but have a purpose And I think that really what we need to understand is like, we have such a bigger purpose in whatever we do. And it's not just the talent of being able to work with hair. It's bigger than that. I think we can't hide behind that though, right? Like people want, like I I color hair really well, or I cut hair really well, but it's like, 
oh, don't, 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 don't dumb it down to that because that's not, that's like the, the icing on the cake. Like there's so much more to it, but I think that a lot of us and for a long time, I think I did that too, where it's almost like, it's just sometimes easier to hide behind just being like, oh, I, I do hair. Yeah. But it's like, it's no, no, it's so much more than that. You're not, you're not just doing hair. No, we're not just doing hair and we're not just hair therapist and we're not just hair cutters. Like the other yeah. day, um, I'm in my husband's gym. He's an ownership. He owns his gym. And when well, I, clients, I see that you go to a gym, I didn't realize it was his. He yeah. Owns, yeah, That's how we've been able to work out through quarantine. <laughs> so, okay, I was like, wow, our gym's still open. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was on, we shut it down. Super sanitized, <laughs> private. Yeah. Um, but one of his clients goes to me, he goes, so are you back cutting hair again? And I didn't react in that moment, but in my head, I'm like, that's what people perceive. And I'm not trying to be this like hairdresser. It's like, I'm not just no. a hairdresser. Like I'm not like an angry hairdresser, but like we have so many layers of depth to us. And so many of us like hairdressers, even listening to this have so many amazing talents beneath what we do. Like I always say, like I could probably be a really mediocre stylist and maybe I am, I don't know, but I have <laughs> such a strong clientele because mm-hmm. of how I connect with them and how I make them feel. And that magic of energy that is created in my space. That is where for me, the success comes from. It's, you know, maybe I cut a crooked line. Sometimes my clients don't really care because I create this beautiful space and they leave feeling amazing and they feel heard and understood. And to me, that's how I run my business. That's not how everyone should run their business, but I think that's like a little piece of like the inside of how you can start reaching out and changing the way you see business and not getting lost in the numbers game and not getting lost in the old way of thinking and not getting lost in thinking like I have to be a platform artist wearing all black on stage, cutting crazy haircuts to be successful. Like it's so much bigger than all those things. Yeah. I love that. And I, I totally, people all, I've always only colored hair. And so I can't get over how every time I see a middle-aged man, how he's out there, always like, well, what would you do with this? I'm like, Oh, Rand- Randy, I don't cut hair. <laughs> you know, like, I just like, it never gets old. Or like the bald oh, ones. They yeah, love to be yeah. like, what would you do with this? I'm like, nothing. I wouldn't have anything to color. Right. Like, but it's just like, yeah, like people love, I think it's like when, like when I, like people just think like they don't get it. And so they say things that they're just like, oh, I'm just talking, talking shop with you. And it's like, no, not even a little. No, I, you're right. And especially now with the majority of styles that are independent artists, I love it. I love the empowerment because what's happening is that these stylists like yourself are stepping out and really understanding what it means to run and market and have a, a business that operates on a, you know, it's functioning with ease. Like that is not an easy feat. And there are so many people who have other jobs that will never get an opportunity to understand how to run an actual business because whatever, you know, choice they make within their industry, then it's totally fine. But I think that we get overlooked a little bit within that, that we do a lot and, it's not just cutting and coloring hair, right? And that sounds really taboo. And I, I know this gets talked about a lot in our industry, but like, this is where like the passion for me comes within like really empowering people because we truly have such untaffable capabilities. And it's almost like we now have the a responsibility to educate everybody upon that. 
Yeah. And like, like move the needle of the industry forward. And that's what I was saying about like, if you maybe are like, Oh, I don't want to work Saturdays, but like, who am I not to work Saturdays? Like do it for that younger stylist that someday is going to look at you and go, what a badass! Yeah. She doesn't work weekends. I didn't even know that was possible. It's like show people it's possible. And if it's not just for you, do it for other people. Sometimes we need like a, I was thinking about like how sometimes our why has to be bigger than us. Like it has yes. to be more than us. Like, and if it's like, if it's like, that you love this industry. And like, I think so many people that do this love this industry. They love the people's hearts that do this work. So like, do it for them, do it for someone that like, that, that will look up to you. Like, I don't know. I just think sometimes people need to like have a reason to make the changes. Cause I know for me, for years, I was like, who am I not to work weekends? I don't have kids. I don't, I'll, I gave myself these rules of like, you know, and like, I remember, you know, you hear it kind of reinforced, like a client will be like, well, I mean, you have to work weekends. It's like, yeah. do I though, Pam? I don't like, I feel like, like, I think sometimes if you work alone or you're just like in the grind of it, you start like watching how the world mirrors back to you what they think you deserve. Yes, they do. And as well, like what you've heard from people that you look up to, you know, again, like, I hate to say this, like the old way of doing here, but it, it still comes up. Like, well, what do you mean you don't want to work weekends? Like if I had the choice and if I didn't have kids, I would still work weekends. I'm like, well, that's you. And that's not me. And we're on different paths. And there's this new way of doing business now. If you haven't opened your eyes to see of doing hair in the salon and it's not the old ways, like those ways are far gone and they're dead. Like they're literally dead. So I, I think it's just becoming aware of that and not just following what other people are telling you to do or what you believe to be true. Yeah. And I think sometimes you just like this time gave you the space to really like, I kind of say it a lot. Like, you know what you want. Like if you're really honest, if I'm really honest with myself, like I know what I would love to see happen. So like, stop asking everyone else what they think, like get people that you trust around you to help build that up. Because I think we all look at everyone else, like you were saying, but it's like, you know, the, the winding road that like this, like personalized path, that's like really for you. And I mean, I'm talking to myself out loud right now, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. And honestly, you have to be careful who you talk to. I have, I've said, I'm going to say a few things on this because one, number one, I personally look back on times when I ask people for advice that I probably shouldn't have, because unless you're willing to trade places with them, don't ask for advice from them. Cause if they're mm-hmm. not where you want to be, they're not going to give you advice. That's going to be in your best interest. And as well, when it comes to getting advice from somebody or sharing an idea, and then it kind of gets squashed, it's usually because that person didn't do the work. They haven't gone through what you went through, obviously. And they're coming from a place of creating an opinion out of their beliefs and their experiences, which are typically fear-based. So you have to really like if you have some idea and you have an ambition and you want to go after it, like tap into that and and look for what your end goal is, not what their end goal is going to be. Yeah. I love that. Cause I think that we, and when we're unsure about it, cause we're not even quite sure if it's possible, you talk to the wrong person and you're right. I, yeah, it was a dumb idea. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're so vulnerable when you're like, you have a fresh idea. It's like you had, I love that advice. So here's the two things that happened. One happened in the past. I was looking at becoming a mentor. I shared this idea with somebody that I look up to. And um, the response I got was, you can't do that. And it was said in many other words, but I'm going to leave it short and sweet like that because Mm -hmm. it's something that I've 
had to work through. I've forgiven them. I have moved past it. I acknowledge that those words were coming out of fear and they weren't coming out of love. And it, it, it was debilitating. It was debilitating to me and to my growth. And it took me a very long time to let go of that. And I now take from that, like how I would never want to make someone feel, but as well, how important it is, even if you don't understand someone's path to at least be a support system or just hold space, simply hold space without judgment. And then two, within something that I'm working upon right now that I shared, um, not a lot of detail with this person, but we were talking about things Mm -hmm. and her opinion on something came up, um, that what she shared with me kind of instilled fear. Like my choice that I was about to make is a bad decision because again, a fear mindset of lack mindset. So again, you just have to be careful what information you're extracting and who you're talking to. And you just have to, that's where the boundaries come in. And you, I know you love boundaries. Yeah. 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 So I love that. I, I totally, and even as you were saying that, I'm like, there was a time where I had had employees and I was leaving that model and I was out with a friend who was opening a salon. And I think it's just really important to recognize like, Oh, I'm in this place where I'm like free as a bird. I'm not looking for that right now. And this other person was in a totally different place. And so you're right. Like you don't have to like diarrhea of the mouth, like, Oh my God, employees suck. Like, no, it didn't work like for what I was trying to do and the kind of feelings I wanted in my life. But I think you're right that if you come at the wrong person at the wrong time, they've got their experiences that are going to get muddled up with like your dreams. And then next thing you know, you're like, wait, are we talking about what I want to do? Are we talking about your ex-husband from 30 years ago? Mm -hmm. And there's times that I, uh uh-huh. And there's times that I've actually even recently caught, like I'll be talking about something and this person's opinion starts to come out and I'm like, this has nothing to do with me. Like, and I, and in the midst of the conversation, I just have to let it flow. I'm like, this isn't about me right now. This is about them and what they need and which is totally cool. So it just, you have to be careful about that. You have to, yeah, I, you just have to yeah. go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, you just have to tuck your dream in your back pocket and, 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 and try and get out of that conversation as quickly as possible, or just let it be about them because it's like, well, it's not about me. And that's what, that's what you have to do. Cause at the end of the day, we, we're all in our own TV show for the most part. We all have our own, like we're focused on different things and you just take it for what it is. Yeah, that's a, that's key. I think having the self-awareness to be able, like there were so many years where I didn't have the self-awareness to pick up on that's what was happening in the moment. And now that I have that, it's almost like a superpower to be able to know, like when you're talking to someone, like just this short example is I had a client a while ago who came in and was like, do you ever have that happen when someone says something to you and then you just have this explosive moment? I'm like, I mean, what you're describing sounded so specific that I was like, I don't know if I've had it exactly like, and she's like, oh, so then you're probably not processing your emotions. Have you talked to your therapist about that? I'm like, oh, wow. Wait, time out. How did we get here? How did we get here? I thought we were talking about, I just told you I haven't had that exact scenario. And so now because you're feeling uncomfortable, you're making, you're suggesting that I have a therapy session about what? (laughs) And I think it's a good, good example of having that awareness to go, okay, this person shared something. Now she's uncomfortable because I didn't hook my wig into her star, but I was holding space. But sometimes people want more than space. Yeah. And I held the space. And then after I was like, well, no, I don't think. And I just like kind of like let it go. But I go, I haven't had a session on that. No, but and I mean, 
you just had to be like a team player. But after it, I was like, that's when I'm like, being a hairstylist is hard. I just feel like... (laughs) (laughs) it's emotionally hard and you know what being aware is like it is you said it beautifully it's a superpower like once you can harness the awareness and you can catch yourself from reacting you now have the upper hand in all conversations and all interactions within life wow I don't even want to say do you have something you want to leave people with because I want to leave people with that okay wow where can people find you Laura all right. Well, I um, obviously I'm on Instagram. It's just Laura underscore Simmons, S-Y-M-O-N-S. Sounds like Simons. And then I also have a free fa- or, yeah, Facebook group for hairdressers called the Elevated Hairstylist. Um, it's free. I jump in there daily for the most part with like quotes and inspiration. I bring in guest speakers. We do classes. Um, so just a fun place to hang out. Um, I know it's funny. A lot of hairdressers are kind of like, I'm not on Facebook too much, but you want to be in this Facebook group. It's good stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today. I loved our conversation. I did too. This is such good, such good little gems that were put throughout it. So thank you for having me. I immensely, immensely appreciate you. And I have so much gratitude for all the work that you do with us within our industry. Thank you.